Hi there. How are Hi. you today? Good. It's, How are you? Good. It's so great to have you here at the Lipstick Factor. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. I'm excited. This is going to be really good. It's going to be phenomenal. So for everybody listening, um, this is my wonderful, beautiful friend, Karina Levon, and I invited her to be on the podcast and talk to us a little bit about manifestation and law of attraction and just everything that she does. So tell us a little bit about yourself and let's dive into who you are, your background and your passions. Sure. Um, okay. So my name is Karina Levon, as you guys know, and I am a intuitive life coach who specializes in manifestation and mindset. So I help people basically either teach them about manifestation or if you already are manifesting, but just need some gaps filled in with your manifestation practice because your manifestations aren't happening consistently or aren't happening at all or aren't happening in the way that you would like them to happen. I help you figure out what you're missing, what we can tweak to get your manifestation happening as quickly and consistently as you'd like. Um, so I am, I've been, I've been studying the law of attraction and manifestation for over 15 or 16 years now. I first, yeah, I first discovered the law of attraction. Actually, (laughs) I was going to say I first discovered it through the secret, but that's not quite true. I first discovered it because um, my mom actually would manifest things and she would talk about it. I I didn't know it was called the law of attraction or or anything, but um, I remember when I was in junior high, my mom said that she got us our house that we lived in. She she said that she created it using visualizations and manifesting it. Yeah, and she like pictured getting the key to the house. And she pictured us living there and then we ended up getting the house that's incredible and i know and she's like she tried to talk to me about it and teach me about it but i've always been a very like logic minded person mm-hmm. and a very like if i can't see it or like you know if i can't see it hear it whatever have any of the normal five senses like if i can't detect it's there with my normal five senses then it doesn't exist right right i think a lot of people are like that yes absolutely yeah and so um, I kind of just dismissed it as, um, as you know, it being a fair imagination or whatever, or luck, or mag- yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is that I grew up with a lot of different religions and, and immersed in spirituality. So I kind of like went the opposite way and was like, anti- like I, not quite atheist because I think there was a I definitely believe that there was something greater than us that we didn't understand yeah. but I wasn't I wouldn't I wouldn't have considered myself spiritual I definitely took all of it as kind of like whether religion or spirituality as kind of like make-believe <laughs> yeah no it makes so. that very logical and I think we all go through that for myself I had a very Christian background but I definitely still to this day question and I think there's nothing wrong really with questioning yeah. that so well exactly and I and I am still like that very much to this day but the thing is is that you know my mom tried to talk to me about manifesting and usually using visualization to create reality she even gifted me a book when I was when I was a teenager um called I thought I had it in book called yeah creative visualization is the name of the book I don't 
know where it went, so I can't tell you the author. But she gifted me this book, and I was like, okay, whatever, put it on my shelf, never even touched it. I think I looked at it right. once, and when it started talking about like getting into a meditative state, I was like, mm, yeah, no, I don't need any of that <laughs> woo-woo stuff, you know? Right, so right, 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 that's right. Kind of the, yeah, so that's kind of the mentality that I was, that I was in about it. Everything was very practical and logical, but, um, but when I was about 20, I'm revealing my age here. <laughs> when I was around 20. I'm 32, I, um, so don't worry. Okay. <laughs> um, I, so I was about 19, 20 years old. I, I was just, you know, doing, I was just trying to survive. I had a full-time job. I wasn't making that much money. I was trying mm-hmm, to work my mm-hmm. way up the corporate ladder. I hadn't actually gone to college yet I was like holding off on college for some re- for who knows what reason I, I held know. off too <laughs> I went to uh, Ashland and then I ended up pulling out of Ashland and going to a community college local to yeah. me so I education is it's not linear it's not an up and down no. kind of. <laughs> so I get it, it definitely wasn't for me either what happened for me was I ended up getting this job when I was 18 and I ended up getting into visual merchandising and I loved doing it because um, it, you know, nurtured my creativity. Visual right. merchandising is basically um, the the people who create the store displays and the windows and, you oh, know, wow. the displays for, for the, like, seasonal changes and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that, mm-hmm. I ended up randomly getting, starting this retail job, getting thrown into this visual merchandising position and loved it. And then I yeah. had this mission to just climb up the corporate ladder and, like, um, and have visual merchandising be my thing Mm -hmm. but um that didn't work out thank god it didn't work out but it didn't work out (laughs) right 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 I feel you on that (laughs) and yeah so so my point is is that I was I was trying to climb this corporate ladder I was making I don't even want to tell you guys how much I was making because it's so embarrassing like a little amount I was making so little money I was um you know, living paycheck to paycheck, barely able to pay my rent and my car payment on my. I feel you I as a daycare <laughs> worker. That was me. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how many jobs like barely pay you enough to just right. like get your basics done. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I was just very unhappy because it's like, come on, there has to be something more than this. And I, it wasn't even like I had a good job. It wasn't even like I was just doing a basic job. Like my job was a desirable job for many people. Right. Um, working corporate visual merchandising. So for me to be able to not to barely pay my bills, it's like, am I just is this gonna be what I'm stuck with for the rest of my life? Like I think a lot of people struggle with passion and what they enjoy doing versus mm-hmm. being able to live. Yeah. That is a really difficult like I loved early childhood education. I call it daycare because that's what most people would think of it. But I do remember going to school for early childhood education and mm-hmm. making seven fifty an hour. Yeah. And being unable, having to split my rent. I talked about eating yeah. pantries, being unable to afford groceries, but I was teaching America's youth. So when you talk about yeah. not being able to take care of yourself, I, I understand. I loved the children, um, but it was not the career for me because I, yeah. survivalism won out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And plus, you know, I feel like when you know that you want more in life, there's so much more out there to experience and enjoy, like, some people are fine with the with the bare minimum but I feel like you know I know you and I are we want more right 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 ambition passion drive that's 
basically how we connected in the first place, having yes. some similar morals and values. So yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, so base so. I'm, I'm losing track of my of my timeline no, here, but no, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm just trying to like remember my timeline because um, because I'm I don't want to get too much into that. So basically, I was um, okay. So so I ended up going back to school finally, and I ended up working part time at this boutique, and it was going everything was going good, but the and I oh and I got engaged so things were going okay. good mm-hmm. and but still I was just kind of like unsatisfied with life and actually my boss at the boutique the owner of the boutique gifted me the video the secret and this is when it first came out so we're talking like 2006 mm-hmm. yeah it would have been 2006 because that's the year I got married and um and I saw it and I was like this is the missing piece this is it and it, it all just finally clicked. Like that was the moment that I became open. Like this is what my mom has been telling me. This is um, this is the missing piece, and I could totally see how my own fear and my own uh, misery was just creating more fear and more misery right, in right. my life. And um, it gave me a sense of freedom because it was like I'm before I always felt like a victim of circumstance and a victim of like, well, I, I was born into a family that doesn't have, um, money to support me. I, uh, have to, I'm going to have to work these like jobs that barely pay anything all my life in order just to make ends meet. And I felt more like a victim of circumstance and a victim of like, when is it going to be my turn to get some luck? Like, you know, right when is it going to be my turn and now it gave me my power back it was like wait I'm in control Mm -hmm. I don't have to be miserable anymore exactly so so that was like when I first started looking into it and from there I you know discovered Abraham Hicks as most people do yeah (laughs) Yeah, and I finally (laughs) I finally looked at that book that my mom gave me about creative visualization so I started learning more and more about how to manifest and I started working gratitude into my daily practice, or not into my daily practice, but like here and there into my daily practice. And um, and the thing that happened was I was able to manifest enough to make me realize that this was real, that the law of attraction was real, manifesting yeah. was real. I was able to manifest vacations. I was able to manifest um, sums of money. I was able to manifest... Uh, when I first started, I tested it on little things. I did like right. know, manifest a cup of coffee, manifest a rock that looked a certain way. So I was able to test it to a point where I definitely knew it was a real thing, that the law of attraction was a real thing. Right, right. But my life kept slipping down into, like, I couldn't maintain it, basically. Right. Like, I was like this roller coaster of like, ooh, I manifested this trip to Paris. This works. And then like, my marriage would be going through this. Right this awful scenario and would it be falling apart and I'd be crying for 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 days on end and then woohoo I manifested um anything really yeah I manifested this trip to Hawaii (laughs) I manifested we did I I was able to to create a lot of things but they were just like little temporary hits Mm -hmm. of happiness and they weren't I wasn't creating able to create long-term happiness and I was in this very toxic relationship with my husband at the time right. and I was my main state my main emotional state was was depression and sadness and just right. like not I've, a good I've been there I, I've yeah. been in a toxic relationship myself 
myself. So I yeah. definitely understand how hard it is to move forwards and pull yourself out of a bad situation. And on top of that, also be trying to learn something new and something that's kind of as spiritual or as mesmerizing yes. as yeah. manifestation. I, I yeah. understand how that would be difficult. And it's just, it was such, it always felt that there was such like a missing piece to it because it's like, well, all I got to do is, th- is think happy. All I got to do is think positive. All I have to do is get off this emotional train and get onto a better feeling emotional mm-hmm. train. But it's easier to hear and it's easier to say and it's easier right, to think right. than it is to actually do, especially if you're in a toxic situation, especially if you, um, yeah, if you, if you have so much going on around right. you. The chaos kind of takes over. The chaos takes over, but also that whole just think positive. I talk about Mm -hmm. this a lot, dismisses a really important step. And that's the healing aspect of it. And there wasn't a lot of people talking about that aspect, at least not that, not the main from the secret and, and Abraham Hicks. That's what I've, right. That's what I've heard when it comes to Abraham Hicks, as much as I love their work and I love Esther and Jerry Hicks. She has the same name as me for anyone who's listening. (laughs) I did not write those books. She has the same name as me, Esther Hicks. She's phenomenal and Abraham and Jerry and everything. Um, but people have said that was their frustration with their manifestations because she promotes happy thinking, which is great. Yes. But sometimes we're not processing the yuckier emotions that are sitting yeah. underneath but the thing is, is it's not just her it's also right. you know because I had discovered it from the secret discovered well not discovered but I had you know the secret was the th- the the thing that launched me into really getting into the law of attraction mm-hmm. of course I went and listened to uh, Bob Proctor as well mm-hmm. um um, who's the other? They, like all the people that are in there, I started looking. Not all of them, but some of the big right. ones. Right. Once you discover, work. it's like you want to just have read as much as you can and listen to as much as you can. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it was all the same message. And I was just like, "What is wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong?" So anyway, it's this this roller coaster. I did notice though that there was a correlation between when I would make, when I would really be doing my gratitude practices and how my life improved. But it was just hard to really get into the habit of making it a daily thing. So fast forward a whole bunch, um, reading all kinds of self-help books, looking into everything about the law of attraction, re- you know, listening to to everyone you can think of pretty much, all the big names in law of attraction, um, re- right. you know, reading Think and Grow Rich, reading, um, the science of getting rich, all of those those big names that you hear people talk about. Right. Um, right. Eventually, I, well, eventually, three years ago, two years ago, I'd say two years ago, mm-hmm. I finally was like, okay, I see this is working for a lot of people. I right. still can't get out of this cycle of like depression and then like manifesting good things and depression and manifesting good things. Something has to change. Somebody, right. Something has right. to change. I don't know what it is, but something has to change. And so I finally sat down and I was like, that's it. I'm just going to make sure like gratitude becomes one of my non-negotiables, no matter what. what. Like before oh, I, I eat breakfast, that. before I were above eating breakfast, above working out, above anything, I go wake up and I do my gratitude. Right. before anything else in my whole entire day and this is one thing that um that might be good for your listeners is that magic it's also okay. written by the same author as the book the cool. secret um Rhonda Byrne so the book the magic is a 28 day 
gratitude exercise book. So it's 20 okay. days. Exercises you list out 10 things a day that you're grateful for. And then um, there's an additional practice for the day. So one day it might be showing gratitude and being mindful of what you're eating. Another day it would be like, um, be grateful for the people that are providing you services everywhere you go. A different mm-hmm. day would be the like, be gra- yeah, be grateful for your health. So every day has a different gratitude practice in addition to your list of 10 things. So I, I just decided, I'm like, I'm going to do this no matter what. Some, this isn't like I'm just tired of my life. Something has right. to change. You wanted to change. You felt motivated. <laughs> Find that passion and that fire and to really take control of your life is what it sounds like. Exactly. So um, so I did it. So I finally sat down and I did it every single day and for a month. And my life wow. completely shifted. Completely shifted. And one of the ways that it shifted is I was just more motivated to take better care of myself. I started investing in um, courses. I started investing in like energy healing. I invested mm-hmm. in um, in a course. I invested in. I won't go into the courses I invested, but I invested in different things. I started taking better care of myself. Yeah. Started exercising more. That's started huge. Being healthier. Like I've been these trying are to all. <laughs> yeah, these are all things that you wouldn't really have, like associate it's because I did gratitude but I definitely believe that the gratitude helped shift my energy and therefore these other things started coming along with it instead of forcing myself to do it out of a place of misery instead of forcing myself to work out um they just came naturally with me shifting my energy through exercise I mean through gratitude is what I meant Uh, (laughs) like the seed or the springboard to a lot of that's what I've been doing with journaling which is kind of similar just writing everything down in the morning like you said making time for that yes and putting on music and making time for that to write down what am I grateful for or how do I want to face the day which is another one that people talk about how do I want to face the day what kind of challenges might arrive and like how can I face that so well incredible yeah so so this is and this is it was kind of like a domino effect. So that was, mm-hmm. if I had to pinpoint one certain thing that changed my life, I would say it was that because that created a domino effect of me, like I said, eating healthier, extra, exercising more and investing in myself and in different courses and programs. And so from investing in myself in different courses and programs is where I started learning that, um, that the healing aspect mm-hmm. of the manifestation, that manifestation wasn't just about thinking positive, thinking positive, thinking positive, that if you have all these stuff down, traumas and emotions and beliefs, you have to start facing them and addressing them if you want your manifestations to happen um, consistently. If you want some, if you want some of them to happen at all, like somewhat won't happen if you're not cleaning up the junk and if you want them to happen the way that you desire them to happen. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So through that, I really learned through some of, um, I, you know, I took a course from Melanie M. Lair. I know that some people may, some people may or may not know her, but she's usually, she's easy to find on the internet. Um, I took some courses by a woman named Androni Phillips. She's amazing. If anybody has a chance to check her out. And so I started learning more about healing the, yeah, the, the deep down stuff. And that mm-hmm. finally was the thing that freed me up. Wow. And ever since then, like since I started doing that work, like 
my life even changed further because I started, I, I'm, I started, it wasn't just what I was doing anymore. It was, I was starting to become a different person. Wow. Yeah. So the way that I would react around my family changed, the way I would react around my friends changed, the people, the things I tolerated changed, my boundaries changed. Boundaries yeah. is like the hot word of the day. Like that's what I've been working on all 2021. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you clean, when you do the cleanup work and you can do a lot of it through journaling, when you do the cleanup work, you, your boundaries become stronger because you start having more respect for yourself. Right. Right. So it's, it's very interesting for sure. Yeah. Yes. And so that was a missing piece for me. That was the missing piece for me was the cleanup. It wasn't just about like, think positive, think positive. Oh, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. avoid all your negative. It was about face the negative, okay. clean up the negative, and then go in with the positive. So the way that I talk about a lot, I, I talk about it like a, like a wound. You know, if you get a wound, let's mm-hmm. say you get a wound on your arm, a deep cut on your arm, and it gets infected, it starts getting really gross and infected underneath. You're not yeah. just going to put some neosporin on it and put a Band-Aid on it. That's Call like the positive thinking. Yeah, that's like the positive thinking. That's like avoiding the negative and just putting positivity over it. What you're going to do is you're going to go in, you're going to clean it out, and then you're going to go and put the, the ointment on and the Band-Aid, right? Right, 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 right. So, so much sense. Yeah. So, so, sense. so we're doing the same thing with energetically when we're just like, when we have all this going on, the stuff that we've been taught since we were little since we Mm -hmm. were since you know before the age of seven years old we're taught all these different beliefs we're um we have traumas even if they're not like big traumas we have little traumas like like being told that we we couldn't have the things that we want because Mm -hmm. there wasn't enough money like people don't associate that with big trauma but it's still a little trauma that can turn into something big like money issues as an adult Mm -hmm. so we have that we have all this stuff that we're not addressing and so it's just the same thing like having this deep gash or wound and then just covering it up with a band-aid so we have to go in we have to clean it up and yeah. then do the positivity work and that it's like I said it's a missing piece for me it's what I emphasize a lot in my teachings it's what I it's what I help people do mm-hmm. um that's amazing is that what yeah. led you to teaching is that what when once you discovered that for yourself is that what kind of led you to what you're doing now then kind of I've wanted to do coaching for a while I was originally wanted to be a relationship coach actually because I started learning about feminine energy and I started Mm -hmm. learning about all the things that I was doing wrong (laughs) I was your (laughs) you know how they call people like the pick me's or whatever Mm -hmm. I was your typical like pick me (laughs) I was that person who's like I'll do anything for you like ah, oh, I was do just like embarrassed you could, you could like me maybe yeah take me out <laughs> I think we all as much as people say oh no that would never be me they're like I think yeah. every woman <laughs> kind of goes through a please love me stage oh my gosh until you I was leave. that person embarrassingly <laughs> so Realized and like no. yeah and when I started learning about feminine energy and I started learning about, um, you know, the whole leaning back thing, the mm-hmm. um, the really being, not controlling the outcome, just really being in your feeling, the message, right. really right. being in your feeling, being, being aware of your feeling, your emotional intelligence and using feeling messages. Um, 
I started noticing a change in the way that men behaved around me. Wow. And I was so excited about it that I wanted to share the message with the whole entire world. So that's where I started wanting to do coaching. Okay. But my relationship with my ex was so traumatic for me that um, I just wasn't in a place to right. have a healthy relationship of my own. So I didn't feel like it would be authentic. It would be an, right. an, an integrity for me to try to teach other people how to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I, I didn't told, do it. <laughs> well, I told myself I would, I would give it a few years and then get back yep. into it. But then I ended up, I ended up getting um, trapped in the work cycle. I ended up right, right. Corporate America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I ended up bartending and I and I bartending, doing accounting, and managing private bartending events. So I was working three jobs. Wow. I was just caught up in like working all the time, and I I would think I was just distracting myself. So then, you know, a few years down the line, I'm like, wait a minute, I wanted to be a coach. Whatever happened to that? Right, <laughs> like, right. My goal wasn't to bartend my life away. Fully <laughs> get it. You. So so. Um, so yeah so. So I had wanted to do coaching for a while, but I wanted to do relationship coaching. I was like, okay, when when I'm finally able to have a solid, committed, healthy relationship, then I'll be a relationship coach because it'll mm-hmm. feel like I'm in integrity with it. And um, and basically, I that never happened. Yeah, you put Not it because, on. Yeah, yeah, just because you know my my dating has been interesting. I haven't real dating hasn't been one of my types top priorities and I have been fortunate enough to um to date some very very wonderful men some blessings in my life I'm so grateful for them but they weren't the person that was meant for me so anyway that's that's totally okay like that's a learning process sure and you have such a genuine heart sharing all of this I just wanted to say this is one of my favorite things about you is that you have such a genuine authenticity about you so oh thank you you. I'm glad that we connect so well this is amazing right Right. Um, so basically I wanted to do that. I still, I figured, you know, once I'm in that re- long-term relationship or marriage again, you know, then I'll teach and I'm, obvi- I'm not. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but so I was working those three jobs and COVID hit Oof, and I yeah. got laid off. So yeah. I'm doing, I'm managing private events, private bartending events, and I'm, and I'm working at a bar mm-hmm. part-time. Plus, I'm doing accounting, which you and I talked about earlier. Right, right, right. right. For this car dealership company. Yeah. For anyone wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so COVID hit, and of course, you know, the bar gets shut down. All private events get shut down, and then eventually, I get laid off from the um, car dealership because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. most, you know, everybody's laying everyone off. Right, right. And. I went through a layoff season myself as well for a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, it's so I, hard. And yeah, so so it was kind of like, this is my opportunity. This mm-hmm. is what I've always wanted to do. And I've always kind of approached my work from the point of after, you know, having that experience being in corporate America of like, oh, I'm just getting this minim- minimum paycheck for, mm-hmm. for that, I, that I can barely pay my bills. But ever since then, I've ever since getting out of college actually I've approached work with the mind frame of this is whatever I do for work can't just be about a paycheck it has to be mm-hmm. giving me something more than just a, a paycheck and so I've always done that so 
when I when COVID when COVID happened, I got laid off. I basically approached it the same way. Like, what do I do next? And it can't just right. be about money. Like, it can't be from a fear, lack. Um, yeah, being scared of like where I'm going to get my next paycheck. What do I want to do? What feels good? And I was like, oh yeah, I wanted to coach. Right. So I was in a bunch of different like programs and stuff. And I started mm-hmm. really just narrowing it down. What do I know? What do I have knowledge in? What do, what am I passionate about? What, um, what can I help people with? And it pretty much just narrowed down to the law of attraction manifestation because I, I had been learning about it in my spare time for so right. long, 15, 16 years. B, I've figured out the missing piece for myself. And I figured that if that was the missing piece for me, it's probably the missing piece for a lot of other people too. I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah. And three, I was already going in groups and giving people advice on it anyway. So why not <laughs> turn it into a business, right? Like, like I, profitable, yes. Exactly. I considered myself an above average, a person with above average knowledge in the subject. So if I'm already going around giving a bunch, everyone a free advice why not create classes and right. start coaching around it and that. yeah and so and so ultimately what happened is I really sat down with my journal and I said what if money weren't an issue and I tell my I give this to my clients as well this question to my clients all the time if money weren't an issue like it really weren't an issue you had enough money you didn't have to worry about savings you didn't really have to worry about investing like every all the money you could possibly imagine was there what would you do what would you spend your time doing that's what I so I sat down and I did this this question and I narrowed it down to three things and it was dance I used to be a ballroom dancer so I love dance yeah um yeah and then the other is like talking about the law of attraction and and spirituality and the way that the universe works and the world works beyond what we can sense and just mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. Uh, you know when they're beyond what we know with more our spiritual aspects sense. yeah I just I wrote it down as as philosophizing about the universe mm-hmm. but it includes the law of attraction and manifestation and then the third thing was um was actually skincare and makeup <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, that's um, self. That is that is self-care. And I, I can understand when your mind is, is. back in your mind be pulled towards that because you do want people to love themselves and care for themselves. So, yeah. Well, I that's that's a whole nother subject that we can have a whole nother conversation <laughs> we'll on a whole nother back. day. <laughs> okay. Because we can talk about that all day long. Basically, right. um, yeah, it's, it's one of my passions. It's one of the things right. that I spent my spare time looking into and researching and learning about not because of money, not because of like right. any other reason other than it's something I'm interested in. So anyways, so I was like, okay, the law of attraction. And then, and then, yeah, then everything fell into place. I, yeah, the journey was, um, is, and the journey is, is not just, you know, and it's not an easy journey, but it's definitely very rewarding. Um, it's a constant growth. It's a constant, um, it's a constant self-discovery even though you know you're teaching others through teaching others and through helping others you learn so much about you both good and bad and then you work through it and it's just it's been a beautiful challenging but beautiful journey wow that is so incredible uh-huh. and just the the passion and the drive and the tenacity that you must have had to make it through everything and to be where you are and it, it is very interesting to me when there's a master design and you kind of pull away from it and you say, no, I don't want to do that. And then the universe <laughs> says, but you're going to, 
whether you want yeah. to or not, I have a plan for you. Whether you want to yeah. call it God or whoever. It's funny when there's a plan for us and then we're like, no, I'm going to try something else. And then yeah. it's just a long road to our purpose. We still get there, just not the way that maybe <laughs> the universe yeah. or God ever intended. That's interesting. Well, I mean, I just so... I- I don't really, personally, I'm not somebody who really thinks age is a big deal, but yeah. I think it's important to note that um, just, that I am, I turned 36 this year, and for a lot of people, that seems like, you know, you already have to have the marriage, the family, the mm-hmm. kids, the career, be established, that. the success, and my life happened completely opposite. Like, I got mm-hmm. married at 21, was married for seven years, um, didn't have kids, but, you know, we had, we had the money. We mm-hmm. had um, the success. He had the success. <laughs> I was in school most of the time. Right. Um, but my life just kind of like went completely backwards. But I don't regret a single minute of it. You know, it's like I may not be where people think that they should be at this age, but I, I, I feel so rich because right. because I have had a lot of experiences. And because I do get to now do something that lights me up and that I'm super passionate about. Wasn't it Albert Einstein, though, that said time is relative? And it's just very interesting how we as a people have decided what time is and when we should do things. And this is when you're supposed to get married. And this is when you're supposed to have kids. And recently, I've been grappling if I want children at all. And I've talked about how I love children. But I've been having conversations with um, various people in my life that I care about. And it's like, I don't actually know if they fit into my lifestyle. And Mm -hmm. some people would say, oh, well, it's selfish not to procreate. (laughs) And I felt like, well, it's actually more selfish to me if I'm forcing myself to follow a route or a channel or something that I'm quote unquote supposed to do. But I don't know if motherhood fits into my life because as you know, I'm a career woman. I'm very Mm -hmm. busy. And so I'm still figuring out my purpose and what I'm going to do when you're talking about purpose. So don't, I would say to anyone listening, including us, I would say, don't feel bad and life will unfold the way it's supposed to. It's supposed to be an adventure. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's supposed to be an adventure. And, um, you know, one of my favorite authors, Paulo Coelho, I'm sure many people have heard of him. He wrote Mm -hmm. The Alchemist. It's a really famous book. Um, it's actually one, one of the top 10 most published, uh, sorry, most translated books in wow. all of time, including, you know, it's up there with like the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bible's pretty up there. <laughs> I think it's number one. The Bible, I think, is number one, <laughs> if I remember. To, yeah. And so, so he didn't write, he didn't publish that book. He kept being told no and no again, over and over again. He di- didn't get that book published until he was 40 years old. Wow. So since then he's published, I don't know how many he's published, like, right, right, right. like 10, over a dozen different, over a yeah. dozen, I don't know how many total. But the reason I bring that up is because I always think about that, that, and then also like, I know we're, I know people are not really happy with uh, JK Rowling, the mm-hmm. author of Harry Potter, but she's another example. She, right. I don't think published that until in her forties or something A lot like of that. authors are very mm-hmm. similar. Wasn't it? Yeah. Uh gosh I'm blanking now but there was a few books that I've read where the authors were like I think it was Gone with the Wind which again is controversial but still the writer was like in her 
I want to say 40s or 50s. I could be totally yeah. wrong, but a lot of authors. Yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird, and there's a bunch of authors I can think of. Um, as I'm blanking, ironically enough, but <laughs> yeah, where they started whole other careers after being in their 40s or 50s exactly. or exactly. So mm-hmm. yeah, time really is relative. It's, exactly, <laughs> and it. I I just thought because you said you know it, um, sometimes it takes it takes some of us longer. Some of us get there earlier in life yes. to your passion or your purpose, and some of us take the really long route and take right. the hard route. But you know, there's a reason for all of it, no matter what happens. So if you if you end up discovering your purpose or you know figuring it all out at at 21 or 22, that's beautiful, right. and wonderful. If it if it takes you till 40, there's a reason for it, and you have so much in the middle that you can use to your advantage as lessons and to like relate to others and to teach others. And I think it's really it's all beautiful, no matter what, how it happens or well, how it even- turns out even some of the bad stuff that have happened to me and oh, wow. I won't I won't go into detail here but even bad things that have happened to me when I think about it actually I was able to use my experiences to help another friend who went through something very similar years later and so yeah. it kind of was interesting how I went through that devastating situation and then was able to coach no pun intended I have no coaching <laughs> background but I was able to coach her through a very painful situation yeah. using my direct experience but I yes. was healed enough that I could talk about it yes. and help yes. her so that was my light bulb moment that I was like wow yes. it's not that this was divine or that I had to go through it but the fact that I went through it and then she two years later wound up going through something very similar and I was able to use my situation for her benefit it yeah. was kind of rewarding almost yeah almost made it less painful <laughs> yeah it makes it feel like there was a reason or at least something reason, good came right. out of it exactly exactly so yeah I feel the same way you know I can I whether it's talking to friends whether it's talking you know on a podcast like with you or whatever I feel like there's so many situations that I can relate for because I have the personal experience mm-hmm. and I was saying this the other day um you know, it's one thing to understand and being able to like empathize with people, but it's another thing to have gone through certain, certain particular trauma, traumatic experiences right. that there's a level of like empathy. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. There's a, there's a level of consequences that happen to a person mm-hmm. when they go through certain traumatic experiences that only other people who have been through similar experiences can understand. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I won't go into details about, like, you know, Our I was, I was in abuse. Yeah, I was in abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. I was in a relationship with somebody uh, who I believe had nar- narcissistic personality disorder. Oh yeah, I, that um, was my ex for sure. Yeah. So like those special. type of things. Exactly. <laughs> but like, you can use something more common that that more people can relate to. So like, I feel like from personal experience it's not until you like lose a really close loved one that you can understand what somebody who just lost a parent or somebody really close to them is feeling like you can, you can understand that they're suffering because they had somebody close to them pass away or maybe a friend or maybe like you knew somebody who passed away, but you can't truly understand what it's like to lose a super close loved one until you've been through it yourself. You can't understand the subtles of the like, of the emotions and the recovery and like right. how you never really heal until you've experienced it yourself. It's the same thing with anything else. So like, yeah, you know, for sure. Um, 
Well, I am this I'm so thankful that I got to have you on my podcast. Yeah. And do you have any free groups or anything that you want to broadcast before we wrap up? Where can we find you? Uh, because I'm sure that our listeners are going to want to tune in and find you and I can put links to um, so that they can find everything. But I'm just really, really excited that I got this awesome opportunity to have you here on the show as our very first guest. Yay, I'm happy to be here. And thank (laughs) you for letting me share my experiences and my my background. Yes, it was fascinating. So you can find me on on Facebook, of course, Karina Lavon. Um, I do lives there every day. Most of the time, it's just me coming on and saying hi. But every once in a while, I'll give like a little lesson or homework or something. Um, I have a group specifically for women called the Goddess Portal that anybody's welcome to join. But because I'm currently doing this 365 day live thing on my personal page, that's where most of my lessons are. So just come join me on my personal page, Karina Levon. I'm on Instagram under Karina Levon as well um TikTok as well (laughs) and then um as you know I'm I'm recording a podcast that will be released the end of May which I'm going to be calling Karina the Karina LaVon podcast so and I'm going to be hosting you on there so if you want to come and hear another conversation um with Essie and I I would love that We'll have some girl chat. We'll get to chit chat. It's going to be so much fun. I'm looking forward to it already. You know, I'm going to put it in my calendar. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so, it's going to be good. We'll talk about all kinds of stuff. It'll be fun. Yes, yes, yes. Well, again, I wanted to say thank you so much for coming to our podcast and being so informative and giving us so much information. You guys have to check out her lives, TikTok, social media. Like I said, I have linked um, for the advertisement for this podcast. I've linked her personal um, Instagram as well. So please check everything out. And thank you for being on the show. And I'm sure we will hear from you again soon. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. All right, bye. Bye.